0: This is finance, Barry Preston.
1: Hi, everybody. And today, Diane Jones is our guest from Centrelink. With more than 21 years' experience, Diane, a financial information services officer with Centrelink, is happy to part some of her knowledge. Hi, Diane.
0: Good afternoon, Barry. How are you?
1: I'm very well indeed, thanks, apart from a gammy leg, but that's uh, that's nothing to worry about. These things happen. Old age, I think it is. (laughs) 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 Diane, I believe now... Um, those people that are eligible can apply online for a Commonwealth Seniors Healthcare Card. This is a new innovation.
0: Yeah, um, I think we've talked before, Barry, about the Centrelink website and, and it's continually being improved and, and one of the uh, uh, recent changes is that mm. um, people who are old enough can now apply online if they wish to rather than fill out a paper form for a Commonwealth Seniors Health Card.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, what do you have to do to be able to to get one of these things? I suppose you've got to be eligible.
0: You certainly um, have to be um, of the right age. So you have to be um, over age, pension age. You don't have to be retired, but um, for men you need to be at least 65 years of age at the moment, and for women, 64 and a half. hmm and you have to have um, an income, what we call an annual adjusted taxable income of less than 50000 for people who are singles or 80000 for couples combined.
1: When you say adjusted, what does that mean? All
0: right. Um, well, the first thing is um, we look at your taxable income. So um, whether you're lodging a tax return, any income that you might have that um, would need to be declared as taxable. And then we add on a few things like for people who get overseas uh, pensions that are not taxed in Australia, we Mm -hmm. include that amount. For people who've got uh, maybe a negatively geared rental property, then we add back on um, uh, that uh, adjustment amount. Uh, for people who are still working and have some employer-provided benefits, anything in excess of a thousand dollars of those benefits, such as a car or school fees or loans, and for people who are um, have some um, uh, salary sacrifice contributions to superannuation, they're also added back on to um, the taxable income to work out whether you're under or over that fifty thousand or eighty thousand figure.
1: So all these eligibility things would be online? You'd be yes, able to see yes, them?
0: The, the Centrelink website. Just um, um, have a look at uh, under Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. Right. And, of course, the main benefit for seniors with this card is access to um, uh, prescription medications at the um, concessional rate. And we, we know that uh, for many seniors that's a, a significant cost. So having this card gives you the the, um, concession rate on those
1: prescriptions. On the uh, Centrelink website, there are fact sheets. They're still there, are they?
0: They certainly are. Under um, uh, the Centrelink website, which is centrelink.gov.au, we have a number of options, but one of them is publications, and Hmm. that gives the full range of fact sheets as well as um, forms that for people who still prefer to fill out a paper form, Um, uh, they can download or print them out at home if they wish rather than phoning Centrelink to get a form mailed out to them. But we are talking finance at the moment, Barry Preston, and finding out some interesting things about Centrelink-type possibilities with Diane
1: Jones. Hi, Diane, how are you? I'm very well. Now, picking your brain on this, um and of course Diane Jones is the Financial Information Services Officer with Centrelink, and with twenty-one years experience she's helping us understand what happens at Centrelink. Now, with an inheritance, um let's assume someone doesn't own a home but the estate has left them a home. Uh, but they wish to sell that home <clears throat> and buy another one. What's the process here and how is there any time frame and so forth?
0: Certainly. I guess the first thing is we we do get a number of inquiries from people who are receiving an inheritance. The first thing is until they actually have received um, the inheritance... Um, or they're able to receive it then they don't need to let Centrelink know but once they've received a distribution they need to let Centrelink know within 14 days. Mm -hmm. Now if it's a home in which they're going to live then they'd let us know they've received an inheritance It's a home in which they live and that would be exempted. If it's a home that they're not going to be living in then that would be counted as an asset until they've Sold that and purchased um, the property in which they are going to be living in. But um, they do have a not a higher non-homeowner asset limit um, whilst they don't own or live in a home.
1: Okay. Is there any delay? Like, from <clears throat> let's assume uh, today, I receive the uh, the deeds in my name from the estate. Mm. Is there any period of, of um grace at all or is it work no, 14 you really
0: need to let us know within 14 days and that right. will be counted um, uh, from, from when they've let us know
1: ok they own one but they wish to keep the one that's just been in, uh, bequeathed to them and they want to rent it
0: um, so, in in that situation, the the extra house will be, um, depending on its value, will be included as part of their assets. So, there are other things like car and second hand value of their furniture mm-hmm. and, and investments, plus that the, the what we call the market value, what what that second house would be worth to sell. We'll also um, ask for information about any rental income, Hmm. um, but we won't take into account or assess the full rental because we understand that when you have a rental property, you also have expenses like maintenance or rates and insurances. So um, we'll ask for some information about those expenses. So only the rent after those expenses would be included under the Centrelink income test.
1: So the net rent... That's right. Mm.
0: And so when we look at how much we're going to pay somebody on a pension, we're going to look at how much their total assets are, how much that would affect the pension, and compare that to how much the rental income, less expenses, would affect the pension. And we're always going to use the one that results in the lower rate um, of of pension uh, that they're entitled to.
1: Okay. Now, they own one, they have a mortgage on it, and they want to sell the one that's been uh, gifted to them in the inheritance and pay off the mortgage? How do we go here?
0: Well, the first, and certainly um, reducing your debts is, is for most people a really good idea. Um, once the, the new home is transferred into their name, they still need to let Centrelink know even if the intention is to sell. So mm. there may be a temporary um, effect on their pension, but once they've sold and paid off their mortgage on their own home then they would again let us uh, Centrelink know and we'd adjust their pension upwards uh, if it had been reduced.
1: Is there anything else that anyone should be looking at in respect to this?
0: Um, I'd certainly suggest that most people um, are aware of, of an inheritance well before they receive it. So if they have some concerns, they certainly can talk to the Financial Information Service officer in advance to have an understanding of Will it affect my pension? And what are my options? And we can certainly help with with helping them understand whether it will or, or won't reduce what they receive from Centrelink.
1: And if anyone doesn't, and Centrelink will eventually find out, they could have to pay back all the difference. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. Certainly, it's a requirement that they let us know of any changes that would affect their pension within 14 days and um, no-one likes to get a letter asking for money
1: back. No, certainly not. Also, if I want to make an appointment at Centrelink, uh, I'm talking about getting financial advice from the Centrelink point of view. It's Mm. always important that they must book ahead?
0: Yes. Generally, I mean, um, we're booked two to three weeks in advance, but certainly we have a phone service, that sometimes we can answer questions when they ring up through and uh, the 132300 phone number. Um, we do have financial information service officers each day available on the phone. If there's a question we can answer quickly over the phone, we'll do that the same day rather than someone waiting, um, you know, a couple of weeks for a face-to-face appointment.
1: Diane, on behalf of the listeners of 2NURFN 103.7, thank you very much indeed. We'll have you back again soon to get us uh, some more up-to-date information. Keep safe.
0: Thank you, Barry. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and your listeners.